Well, it's very obvious I'm not Glenn. But for the last two weeks in our prayer meeting, Glenn's been telling me, I've got a message from the Lord for the church. I have a message. And he was looking forward to delivering that message to this church. Maybe Satan didn't want him to do it. Maybe he didn't want us to hear that message. But I know what Glenn was going to do. So I'll try to fill his shoes. Shall we pray? Father, we come before your throne with thanksgiving. We ask now for the guidance of your Holy Spirit. May we find the truth in your words. And may they guide us that we are better Christians for you. For we ask it in Jesus' dear name. Amen. Now, Glenn wanted to speak on John 17. That's the last prayer that Jesus prayed for His disciples and for you and I. And this prayer, I think, is very important because Jesus was on His way to Jerusalem for the last time. He knew He was going to face death. And on His way, in Matthew it says, James and John, His mother, approached Jesus. Mark says James and John approached Jesus and they asked Him for something. They wanted to be exalted above the other disciples. They wanted one be on the right hand one be on the left hand. And Jesus was going to His death with this decisive thing among the disciples. Because if you remember, in the upper room when He took the Last Supper, nobody would serve anybody else. Our Savior become the servant. And John 17, the last prayer that Jesus prayed for us, would you turn there? I think we should read it. Jesus first prayed for Himself. He spoke these things. Looked up to heaven. He said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify Your Son so that the Son may glorify You. Help Him to bear that burden. That's what He's saying. For You gave Him authority over all flesh. You may, so He may give eternal life to all You have given Him. This is eternal life, that they may know You, the only true God, and the One You have sent, Jesus Christ. Now Jesus is praying this when everybody else denied Him, except His disciples. Very few people are following Him. I have glorified You on the earth by completing the work You gave Me to do. Now, Father, glorify Me in Your presence. With that glory... I had with you before the world existed. So he's saying, I've done everything I can do. You have supported me. Now help me return to the glory that I left. Then he starts praying for disciples. I have revealed your name to the men you gave me from the world. They were yours. You gave them to me. 
the Holy Spirit led Jesus to these 12, or to these 11, I think the disciples picked the 12th one. Now they know that all things you have given me are from you, because the words that you gave me, I have given them. Because the words that you gave me, I have given them, they have received them, and have known for certain that I came from you. They have believed that you have sent me. I pray for them, for I am not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, because they are yours. Jesus is looking forward. These men are going to face tremendous hardships. How many of them died a natural death? One. One. Of 11, 12, it was 12 disciples. One died a natural death. All my things are yours and yours are mine. And I have been glorified in them. I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world. And I am coming to you, Holy Father. Protect them by your name that you have given me so that they may be one as we are one. You know, there's something significant about that verse. Verse 11. You know what it is? What is significant about that verse? I am coming to you, Holy Father. Do you realize that's the only place in Scripture where He is called Holy Father? He is the only Holy Father? But is that true today? Is there another Holy Father on this earth? He thinks he is. But division to divide God's people. And that's what Glenn wanted to stress. We can't be divided. We have to be one. So that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I was protecting them by your name that you have given me. I guarded them, and not one of them is lost, except the son of destruction, so that the Scripture may be fulfilled. Now I am coming to you, and I speak these things in the world, so that they may have my joy complete in them. Do we have joy? I I like that religious song we hear. Two or three times a day, seems like. My wife doesn't like it all the time. But it says, God's people are happy people. They should be happy all the time. Because God is with us. Jesus has delivered Him to us. So where's our joy? Our joy is in the Lord. I have given them your word. The word world hated them because they are not of the world. Have you faced that? I am not praying that you take them out of the world, 
but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. What's his word? What's his word? Is it this? How much of it are we into? As you send me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. I sanctify myself for them, so that they also may be sanctified by the truth. So that's his prayer for his disciples. That they be one, that they be in the truth. And what is the truth? Jesus Christ is the way. Then Jesus turns his prayer toward us. That's us now. I pray not only for these, but also for those who believe in me through their message. So what message is he talking about here? Ones that the disciples left for us? They left an example. May they all be one as you, Father, are in me and I am in you. May they also be one in us. Now what does that mean? Do we all do the same thing? Are we uniform? Or are we united in His message? And each one delivers it differently. I have given them the glory you have given me. May they be one as we are one. I am in them. You are in me. May they be made completely one so the world may know you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. What a tremendous fault, thought. God loves us as Jesus loves us. Father, I desire those you have given me to be with me where I am. Then they will see my glory, which you have given me, because you love me before the world's foundation. Righteous Father, the world has not known you. However, I have known you, and these have known that you sent me. I have I've made your name known to them, and I will make it known so the love that you have loved me with may be in them, and I may be in them. The world has known you. However, I have known you, and these have known that you sent me. How did they know this? Remember when Philip approached Jesus and says, Show us the Father? Remember Jesus' answer to him? If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And if people see us, do they see Christ? We were given some instructions in John 4, 23 and 24. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers 
will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. How do we do this? How do we get to spirit and truth? They say it's with authentic prayer. With an authentic prayer we should pray. If you have the courage. I want the truth no matter what the cost. When you tell God, I want the truth no matter what the cost, you will receive it. But you will also pay a price. Truth can cost family, job, friends, in some cases, even your life. Do you want to know the truth? If you ask God for it, He will reveal it to you. So what do we get when God delivers the truth to us? We have a desire to follow God. In Psalms 15.10, it says, Create me a clean heart, O God. That's God's answer to us. A clean heart. In Jeremiah 24.7, says, Then I will give them a new heart to know me, that I am the Lord, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God. For they shall return to me with their whole heart. I will give them one heart and a new spirit. So what we do with that new heart? What's the purpose of it? Colossians 2.2 That their heart may be encouraged, being knit together in love and attaining to all the riches of the full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God both of the Father and of Christ. Verse 10 says, And you are complete in Him who is the head of all rule and authority. So what did Jesus tell us to do? Watch and pray. Wonder what he said the 40 days he was on earth before he ascended. But it must have been something tremendous. Because what were the results of it? In Acts 2 1 through 4 it says, Now when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and to begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. What was the result of that? They preached. 3,000 people were added to the church. What's happening in the United States? How many people do we add a year here to the church? Why? Why? Are we one? Are we individuals? Are 
Are we all on the same boat or in the same boat? Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of his things or he possessed was his own, but all things they held in common. So what were they doing back then? They were working for one goal. To glorify the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To walk in His pathways. That we say, we are God's children. We want to do God's will. We all won't do it the same way. But that has to be our desire. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians, Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. And in our church, there's division. Last night, we were watching a 3ABN. And Doug Batchelor was speaking on legalist and legalism. Is there a difference? There is, but we don't recognize it. I say, I'm a legalist, and everyone looks like me like a hero. But Doug Batchelor says, he says, Your law have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. We don't want to recognize God's law. It's too binding. We say, well, we were talking about grace. Grace covers it all. I'm saved by grace. But because I am saved, I keep the law. And the definition for a legalist is one who adheres strictly. So I can't really say I'm a legalist because I slip. But I have that joy. I have an advocate in heaven at the right hand of God that's saying, Father, He's mine. He's forgiven. And that should be our goal. One with Christ. Looking for the kingdom to come. The Lord bless you and protect you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look with favor on you and give you peace. Amen.